You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. Hello and welcome to the Big Review Ski with Chicago Town Pizza. My name's Owen, there's Rory, and you would not believe what a stuffed show we have for you today. As my granny used to say, it's about as stuffed as a Chicago Town stuffed takeaway pizza. Actually, that reminds me, Chicago Town have given us lots of free pizza for you. All you have to do to be in with a chance of winning that free pizza is head over to the Big Reviewski Twitter account where our pinned comment will be our latest competition and you can enter there. So the very best of luck. Now, Rory, everybody in the world is talking about Squid Game, but for Mm. the one person who lives under a rock, hasn't seen it, hasn't heard of it, probably thinks it's some kind of David Attenborough children's show, which it definitely is not. What is Squid Game? Squid Game is, I think, on track to become Netflix's most watched series of all time. It uh, comes from South Korea. It deals with a group of money-strapped people who take part in a huge competition that's going to win them loads of money. And all they have to do is play a series of children's games like, uh, like Tag or Tug of War. The only... Small difference is that uh, if you don't win, uh, you could die very violently. It's just the only teeny tiny small difference. That's it. Um, As we said, obviously, so many people around the world have been watching it, uh, not just in Ireland, not just in the UK. But as you said, it is, on course, become uh, Netflix's biggest ever hit. So we thought, listen, uh, if you have watched Squid Game or if you're in the middle of it and you're loving what you're seeing, you sick, sick person, then here's some other recommendations that you might like to watch uh, straight after it. So in at number five, we have The Running Man. In the year 2017, an innocent man accused of a crime has a choice. Hard time or prime time. Sensational. Perfect contestant. I want him. He must pay or play the running man. On your mark! I'll be back. Go! Made back in the 80s, set in the far-off, distant, dystopian future of 2017. I know, so this one will feel a wee bit weird when you're watching it. It's all about a TV show in America where convicted criminals are forced to go on the run and basically try and survive as they're hunted down by professional killers. Arnold Schwarzenegger is in it, and he obviously plays somebody who's been wrongly convicted. So he's an innocent man on the run, and he's... This was like, you know, at the height of his powers. Um, he'd just come off the back of Terminator and stuff. So he's having a lot of fun with this. It's a, kind of a dark, really pitch black comedy as well. So don't take my word for it. Take Arnold Schwarzenegger's word for it and do it. Watch it. Watch The Running Man. What have we got next? Uh, my number four is, I, I almost want to pass to you and have you do the entire top five in your Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. But number four is Cube. <sighs> Anybody remember how they got here? Why would they throw innocent people in here? Are we being punished? There's a way in here, so there's got to be a way out. Do you think they'd go to all the trouble to build this thing if we could just walk out? It's a late 90s sci-fi thriller where a group of people wake up inside a cube, no idea how they got there, don't know each other, uh, and it's essentially an escape room. But again, a slight difference is that if they don't escape the room, they'll be killed very violently. 
starting to see a, a bit of a pattern emerging here. Uh, in at number three, it's Alice in Borderland, probably one of the newest uh, releases on this list. It was released to Netflix last year, but kind of, you know, didn't really make too much of an impact. This is a Japanese TV series where a group of people find themselves uh, in a completely abandoned Tokyo city and they discover they're all players in a game. So it all sounds uh, quite familiar. And again, there's that thing again. Uh, They have to take part in the games. Otherwise, they're going to be violently murdered. So it's actually quite like the Tokyo Olympics from earlier this year but just with slightly less murder in it. Number two is The Hunt, which was one of my favorite, most entertaining thrillers of the last few years. What is happening? What is all of this? Did you see that article? Every year, these liberal elites kidnap a bunch of normal folks like us and hunt us for sport. Again, it's a group of complete strangers waking up in a field, no idea how they got there, uh, and realizing that they are at the center of a kind of a human hunting season. Uh, And there's one woman in particular who's played by Betty Galpin, who everyone involved has underestimated. And she might be more than the hunters themselves uh, had in mind, thinking that, you know, this is easy. We've got guns and they don't. And it turns out that isn't going to level the playing fields at all. Not Not for Betty. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant thriller. And in at number one, it was never going to be anything else. So if you like Squid Game, you're going to love this. It is, of course, the original, one of the best, one of the most bloody. It's Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Released back in 2000, this was a massive controversial uh, film when it first came out. It was barred in loads of countries all over the world. Tells the story of seemingly innocent school kids who, again, are forced to kill each other off until... Uh, one remains triumphant at the end. And this was so influential that it's actually given its name to this entire genre of um, TV shows and films as well. Uh, So Battle Royale, uh, you should definitely, definitely go and check that out. Now, Rory, I could murder (laughs) some new releases. What have we got this week? So to kick off this absolutely bonkers week of new releases, first up we're going to talk about Venom Let There Be Carnage, which is the sequel to 2018's surprisingly massive blockbuster hit, Venom. Uh, Tom Hardy's back as the, is he a hero? He bites people's heads off, so maybe not, but also it's bad people's heads off, so maybe? This one's directed by Andy Serkis. It's got Woody Harrelson in the role of Carnage, which is basically Venom, but he's red. Um... You and I own both agreed that the first Venom was a hot mess of a film, but that almost made it appealing. This one is kind of the same, except uh, as you'll see on Joe.ie, I also say it is maybe the most homoerotic blockbuster since Top Gun. There are so many. I am really excited for the internet to do what the internet does best, which is just have some proper deep dive uh, think pieces on this because there's a lot to unpack. Uh, Not all of it good, but it's almost a film that's more fun to talk about than to watch. But at least it's only 89 minutes long. And do stay for the post-credit sequence because it does set up something very interesting. Good evening, Eddie. Hey, Mrs. Chen. 
Good evening, Venom. Bunson Hall, Mrs. Chen. He says hi. Well, you've sold it to me there. The best homoerotic movie since Top Gun. That's quite a statement. Mm. And we also have Andy Circus coming up at the end of the show, director of the movie. So stay tuned for that as well. One of our other big releases this week, it's probably the film that all of Ireland has been uh, most anticipating for such a long time. It is Ridley Scott's brand new movie, The Last Duel. Of course, it made headlines all over the country whenever Matt Damon basically became an honorary Irishman like all of last summer. Um, so they were filming it at different spots uh, all over the island. So this is it. It's finally getting its cinematic releases. So if you do love Matt Damon and medieval style mullets as well, then this is going to be the film for you. The reviews so far have been a wee bit mixed, but that's not going to stop everybody in Ireland going to see it as they try and recreate, you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. And they just like point. It's like, that's me. I'm the extra in that scene. So the last Jill uh, out this week as well. There is only one question that matters. Do you swear on your life that what you say is true? Also out this week, as if that wasn't enough, is Halloween Kills, which is the middle entry in the new Halloween trilogy that follows up both from the 1978 Halloween and the 2018 reboot quill Halloween. Uh, Next year, we're getting Halloween Ends, so officially done, apparently. Uh, This one is... So incredibly violent that it was actually a bit of of a surprise. It's not actually all that scary, but if you are at all squeamish, this is going to be a difficult one to watch because there are some unique kills in this that uh, that re- you can you can just tell the the makeup departments and all those people were having just the time of their lives going. How can we really, really, really make people's gag reflexes kick in? with uh, with this Halloween movie. So if you like violent murders, I mean, first of all, what? But also maybe go see Halloween Kills. Um, but I am more excited for two things. One is uh, Halloween Ends, when it does that next year. And two is, if you go to joe.ie's YouTube page right now, our full interview with Jamie Lee Curtis herself is up there and she talks about a very interesting Irish plan that she has in mind for October 2022. <laughs> What are you guys doing out here? It's Halloween. We've been trick-or-treating. Are you alone? There's a creepy man in a white mask. Where? And he keeps, like, trying to play hide-and-seek with us. Where did you see him? Look! Our next big release, and it's squeezing in and amongst all these big Hollywood blockbusters as well, is a brand new Irish film called Aracht. And it was shortlisted as one of the, it was the Irish entry for the most recent Oscars as well. A really powerful uh, action-packed drama. It tells uh, the story of a Connemara man who, during the Great Hunger, is accused of a crime he didn't uh, commit. And it kind of follows his journey and his path. So this film actually deserves uh, the biggest possible audience so just fingers crossed uh if you do see that it happens to be on your local cinema do try and get to see this as well because other other ones are going to make millions and millions of quid but uh Iraqt is definitely worth your time a lot of your tenants have been struggling sir there's already been some cases of starvation nonsense crops have failed before and mortality levels have been perfectly acceptable and last but not least, I can't believe we're still talking about cinema releases, is Ron's Gone Wrong, which is the new animated movie from uh, 20th Century Studios. 
It deals with a, a sort of Tamagotchi robot dog that's also a mobile phone thing. It's called a B-Bot, and it's voiced by Zach Galifianakis, except this one, his name is Ron. There's something wrong with Ron. His, his programming's not right. Uh, and his owner is voiced by Jack Dylan Grazer, who recently did voice work on Luca, and he was also in the It movies. Uh, initially, he's like, you're broken. And I, I don't like things that are broken and weird. But in the end, I wonder if he'll learn the lesson that maybe it's those small differences that make us stand out. Um, <clears throat> also has uh, Olivia Coleman and Ed Helms and a few other very famous people doing voice work. It's fine. There's one or two jokes in there that like the adults will really, really enjoy. Otherwise, it's for the younger kids uh, and they'll be you know dazzled by the bright lights and the music and stuff. But if you go over to Joe Dray's YouTube channel right now, we also spoke to Zach Galifianakis and Ed Helms and had a mini hangover reunion and you can check out that whole interview right now. Imagine a device that is the fastest, most advanced, complex piece of technology in the world. But what if it wasn't just a device? What if it was your new best friend? Hi! I don't want to typecast Olivia Coleman, but seeing as she's doing Ron's Gone Wrong, and she recently did uh, The Mitchells versus the Machines as well, she seems to be going down that niche path of dystopian robot apocalypse sentient beings type animated film, mm. um, which is quite a niche subject, but uh, if anyone can nail it, it's obviously... Uh, Olivia Coleman. So those are all our brand new releases in the cinema this week. And I don't even know if anybody has time to actually watch any trailers at the moment, because you'll obviously be busy watching those. But Rory, what trailer have you picked out for your favorite one this week? Yeah, this week. So uh, the first trailer dropped last week, and it is for Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. But the original trailer that went up was, it was fine. Uh, there was a lot of nods towards the uh, Resident Evil games, but if you go to YouTube and type in Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City International trailer, it's a newer one, and is actually a much, much better trailer. Uh, gives a much better sense of what the film is going to be, and the actual plot of what to expect from it. Um, yeah, it's got, again, some impressive, like, Kaya Scodelario. I'm so sorry, I keep mispronouncing her name every single time. Um, and some very recognisable faces in there. Uh, and the director of 47 Metres Down. I don't know if you remember that shark movie, which was actually kind of fun. Uh, yeah, so if you're a fan of the games, if you're a fan of zombie movies, this one is reaching Irish cinemas, I think it's December 3rd. So just in time for Christmas? But we're, you know, it's October, so... We're talking about it now. Every story has a beginning. Discover the origin of evil. Why are you back here? Claire, your conspiracies weren't true when we were kids. They're not true now. We need to expose Umbrella. So just for me, for someone who has never played the Resident Evil games, asking you, someone who absolutely loves the Resident Evil games, uh. Welcome to Raccoon City to me sounds lovely and fluffy and bouncy and cute. Am I getting the right kind of vibe for this one? Um, knowing that you absolutely hate horror movies. Yeah, that's exactly. You should go opening day. Don't read any reviews. Don't watch this trailer. Just sit front row center and enjoy the fluffy cute movie about a city full of raccoons no problems perfect you're such a good friend thank you for the recommendation mm -hmm. that's why i'm here 
Now, I know we've just said there are a million new films to go and see in your local cinema, but there's some amazing stuff uh, being released this week, which you can watch at home as well. And the first is, oh, I like this is one of the best TV shows ever made. So, uh, Roy, I know you've had a sneak peek at it. It is, of course, Succession Season 3. Yeah, I almost don't want to talk about this because either you're watching Succession and you know how great it is, or for some reason, out of spite or laziness, you've decided not to watch it yet. And this bit isn't for you. So my review of the first seven episodes, spoiler-free, is up on Joe Dalid right now. It is as good, if not better, than the previous two seasons so far. And the first episode lands on Now and Sky Atlantic Monday 18th of October, so either watch it or, no, that's your only option. I dropped a bomb. The whole world is watching for my next move. You're the number one trending topic ahead of Tater Tots, and the Pope followed you. Uh, wow. Okay, no, this is not the, is this the real? Uh, right. No, right. I don't Thanks, think Greg. this is a Pope. And I love how whenever you were describing, you're spoiler free just to, to reiterate your spoiler-free review of the first seven episodes, it sounded like you were saying that your review is actually as good as the first two seasons of Succession, which I know you do like to give yourself yeah. high praise. And but yeah, okay, that is what you were going for. That's that's entirely fair enough. And again, you kind of feel sorry for every other show that's released uh, this particular week because they do have Succession to contend with. But coming to Amazon Prime this week, we have been talking about Battle Royale type things. So we are in the middle of uh, October, uh, aka spooky season. So it's no surprise to see that a brand new series, I Know What You Did Last Summer, is about to be released. So obviously, um, based off the same original source material that the 1997 uh, movie uh, was based on as well. Now that film gave us Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, Freddie Prince Jr., Ryan Felipe, and Jennifer Love Hewitt. So already this series has a lot to live up to. Um, it obviously tells the story of a group of young teens uh, out in their summer holidays. And they accidentally uh, are involved in a hit and run and knock a guy down. And then obviously that guy comes back to kill absolutely or everybody. So does he? Graduation. I told you I was going. I had to drive a dad. <laughs> This party is about to get lit. I love this song. I'm here with the OGs. I need a burrito. <laughs> or does he? Does he? Um, I guess you'll just have to watch the series uh, whenever it comes out. So that's one for uh, the slightly older audience. One for the slightly younger audience is, and again, very excited about this one. It's Muppets Haunted Mansion. And again, you look at Disney and you go, I'm Disney. I've got loads of money. I own Muppets. I own Haunted Mansion. And let's make something that just combines uh, the two of them. So it's weird that the Muppets haven't actually tackled Halloween in the same way that they've done, uh, like, obviously with the Muppet Christmas Carol previously. But this is only 49 minutes long. It's just been added to Disney Plus and it stars uh, Will Arnett uh in like you know the token human role as well so if you love your muppets and you love your your scares for all the family this one is for you welcome to the home of fear and fright where not all guests survive the night the lucky souls will live to tell where those who don't will rot in what's the matter with you you 
Holy shit. What are you doing? Uh, last but not least, Rory, what else have you got? Yeah, so... Again, along the lines of succession, I think if you haven't watched the first two seasons, then nothing's going to drag you in for the third one. Uh, this is the third season of You, which sees a handsome serial killer move to the suburbs with his new uh, partner and their brand new baby and try to adjust to, uh, you know, just an ordinary life. But uh the show would have you believe it's slightly tougher to do if you are constantly obsessed with attractive people in your periphery and if those relationships don't go according to plan you're prone to killing them in a very violent way so much like the first two seasons it's uh it's sexy people and it's murder so it's an easy sell for sure um so it's just up to you if you if you like the first two seasons you season 3 is on Netflix Friday the 15th uh, if you didn't, Succession is uh, is still coming. So, you know, or both. Why not both? In my history of scared, this is the most scared I've ever been. Congratulations, Dad. It's a boy. I've always believed in the one. Being your dad is changing me. For you. I'd move to some soulless suburb. Come latte with us. <laughs> For you, I'd marry the monster. Your mother loved. What could go wrong? Spoil for choice there. It feels like there's a lot of murder and blood and gore uh, on the show this week. And that's not going to change because now it's time for Pete's in the movie where I, I don't even <laughs> I, I don't even really want to talk about it again this week because it's been week after week uh, of um, defeat for me. This is obviously the feature where myself and Rory vie for your love and for your votes, um, where we both give a recommendation of what you can watch at home mm. while eating your Chicago Town pizza. Don't forget you can win lots of Chicago Town pizza goodies as well over on the Big Reviews Twitter account. But yeah, last week, um, because it is the month of October as well, we're going to be picking horror films uh, along the way. So I went for Cabin in the Woods, a film I absolutely love. Rory, you went for you know, some might say it's predictable. Some might say it's the easy option. Um, you went for Halloween. Mm. And again, like this is as if Michael Myers, you know, turned up himself at my house and just completely knife me to bits. I ended up with 23% uh, in this poll uh, and Halloween took 77%. So um, I don't know, I presume you're pretty happy with that victory. Resounding victory. Yeah, like it was... Um... I just, yeah, predictable. You know, when you're winning this much, like a sports team that always wins, sports analogy, you know, I just, I make them sports analogies real good and I understand them. But uh, yeah, so I, I felt a bit of sympathy. So this week I, I'm going for something that isn't obvious, I think. Um, but it's something that I absolutely love and it's just been added to Disney Plus this week uh it's michelle pfeiffer and harrison ford in what lies beneath i heard noises and i, I didn't want to disturb you but at the house i was scared claire's hearing things what are you hearing voices whispering a picture fell so again spook town and creepy house and there's a ghost or is there uh and it's directed by robert zemeckis uh, who's, you know, when he's at the top of his game, he's at the top of his game. 
uh, and it has one of the best unexpected rug pulls, I think. One of the best casting decisions, let's say, in, in spooky movie history. So, yeah, that's that's my pick for this week. I don't think I've seen What Lies Beneath since I saw it in the cinema years and years ago. I remember it was one of those giddy uh, kind of cinema guns where, again, everyone's doing that screaming and laughing at the same time with all the little scares in it. So I'll definitely be checking that out. But again, like, listen, I'm over the moon that you felt sorry for me. Mm. <laughs> so happy uh, I have your pity. Um, and this week, I, like, it just reeks of pure desperation. I was like, never again. It's not happening. I'm not going to get completely decimated in the way that I have in previous weeks. So I, I just, I pulled out the big guns. It's like, I don't care if it's slightly too early for Halloween. I just went Disney Plus, 90s classic, Hocus Pocus. Please, please, please Ooh. vote for me. So there's no way, there's no way what lies beneath is uh, is going to win this week. So I feel, oh, I feel somewhat better. But obviously, everybody loves um, Hocus Pocus. And if you haven't revisited it in recent years, and it is just that really happy, fuzzy memory in your head, uh, as I said, it is available to watch on Disney+. Plus and do go check it out and get into the spooky spirit of the season. So that's Pizza in the Movie for this week. And that's pretty much a wrap on this week's jam-packed, stuffed show. We have another stuffed show coming up next week. We've got Zach Galifianakis. We've got Ed Helms. We're doing a deep dive on the movies of Timothy Chalamet mm. as well. But uh, to take us out today, Rory, who do we have? To take us out, we've got Andy Serkis, director of Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Um, you can watch the entire interview up on Joe Dali's YouTube channel right now. But what you're going to hear him talk about are the very interesting, uh, unique, um, and uh, stuff I would never have guessed, influences, cinematic influences, for the Venom sequel. So I didn't see this answer coming, um, and I'm guessing neither will you. So enjoy. Well, we, we, we all, all of us felt... Um... That, that we wanted to create something that felt sort of 80s, actually, that, that had the, the, those kind of 80s. Uh, it is, an, you know, some of the costuming, some of the design, some of the feel of it feels very much a, a throwback to those, uh, you know, thriller, action thrillery type stories and, and, uh, and, and Cape Fear and, you know, the, those, those, sorts of, those sorts of edgy but, but really entertaining uh, dark stories. But then the, com then the comedies as well, obviously, uh, you know the, the the lethal weapon. You know, kind of odd couple. All of those, all of those kinds of movies really influenced that 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 um, uh, spectrum of of uh, you know comedy through to through to real emotions and real and real stakes. You know. You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Time Pizza. Yeah, we go to town on it. <laughs>